Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience all over the world is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime. And you can reach us through our website at yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, welcome to today's episode entitled Real Talk, Our Words, Our Audience. And today I have with me a dear, dear friend and a guest here in the studio with me. And I'm going to let you introduce yourself with a little piece of history. (laughs) I don't believe you did that to me. (laughs) I should not be surprised. My name is Bailey, and Naja and I have been friends now. I moved uh, from the East Coast out here about almost eight years ago, and I met her early on in that uh, transition. I actually met her at a Bible study, a woman's Bible study. I was, um, have, I've always been involved in Bible studies since I became a born-again Christian. Uh-huh. I grew up in the church. I'm sorry? I said, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I grew up in the church, but um, uh, I started attending ladies' Bible studies once I became a Christian, not just attending church. And Naja happened to be leading that study, and we just, the relationship just grew and grew. She is just, I'm sure you all can tell from the um, segments that she uh, brings to the world, uh, that she is just a very personable person, and it's not difficult at all to get to know her and to love her. And we just blossomed almost from the beginning. Um, I was doing some um, podcasting, and um, actually at that time, I don't think I was podcasting quite yet. I had done a lot of research into it, but Naja and I started uh, together in a podcast show. Actually, it was this one. <laughs> I had several, but it actually was this one. I think it was this one. Was it not, Naja? Yes. It, not it doesn't matter. But, but we, then you we came up with together. the name. Yes, yes. We did this one together initially, and then uh, Naja took the reins, the full reins, um, and um, she's been, I can't believe that she's been hosting Hope for Today now for how many years, Naja? I think we started in 2015, so uh, you, we we hosted together for at least uh, I want to say two years, don't you? Don't you? I, I, well, I, I have to go back to that, but it doesn't matter. It's just been okay. a blessing. Hope for today has just been a blessing, not just the podcast, but the ministry that it it represents, and that is Naja's 
a ministry entitled, as I'm sure you know, but I'm going to say it again, Yield to the King Ministry, a ministry that invests in people. It's all about people. Um, the Lord gave her this uh, vision to um, start the Yield to the King Ministry to meet the needs of people right where they are, no matter what the need might be. I've known of Naja, and I'm sure I don't know of all of her um, goings-ons. Uh, there's no way that I could, but I do know that she will personally jump in her her van or her truck, I mean, her car, which is a truck, and just go where the people are, whether she knows who they are or not, I've had the great honor and pleasure of serving with her uh, in terms of uh, feeding people. She does it weekly. I've only done it a few times, but I just get the real sense of what the need is out there. And I encourage all of you, Naja didn't ask me to do this. You know, I didn't even know I was going to have the, the opportunity to do this, but I encourage all of you to not only listen the podcast and share the podcast with all you know. But I really um, just plead with you to support Yield to the King Ministry financially and prayerfully because both are needed. Mm. I'm done. I'm going mm. on and on. Leave <laughs> for now. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that wonderful it's introduction. Honor, it's an honor to know you, my dear. Oh, it's my honor and my pleasure also. So, you know, I handpicked you for today to go on air with me today because you and I, you know, we have times that we can talk. There's times that we say we're going to have a five-minute conversation and we're on the phone an hour, an hour and a half later. Isn't it the truth? (laughs) It is, but we've had some good discussions. So I'm not going to read the entire promotional material, but I just want to kind of highlight it. It's all about the words that we say and who is our audience. And I'm going to pick up the, the, the second paragraph and say our words should be wholesome, edifying, and pleasing to God. Uh, and I quote Proverbs 16:24 that says, pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul, and health to the bones. And that's the New King James Version. So there's a lot going on in the world, you know, nationally, internationally. Uh, and people, wherever you are, you know, wherever you are right today or wherever you used to live and where you've migrated to, there's a lot going on just in the world in general. And a lot of it is worthy of conversation. So today we're going to talk about how do we talk about some of these critical topics that directly impact us or just kind of pique our interest but also remain true to God. And I'm going to be the first to admit, and I'm admitted in my promotional material, that I have not been the best one at doing that. I mean, I know how to, to say that God is in control, and I know how to say God has a reason for things happening. But sometimes you can get into these conversations, and then the conversation has gone south before you realize it, and you've been party to it. So I'm going to start out, Z, and let's just share with one another and our listening audience, what have you, what have I, what have we been talking about? 
So I'll let you go. What what sort of things are on your mind and what have you been talking about? Well, one of the main things that's on my mind is how far we as a people in this country, all of our people, I don't when I say uh-huh. we as a people, I don't mean any one race, but the race. We as a people have fallen so far that it is very it's become very rare that people are kind to one another. Mm. Um, just in a on a on a general observation, both with my own interaction with people, watching others interact with one another. I mean to to say hello to someone and they not respond whether you have faith or not is just it's just almost unimaginable except I see mm-hmm. it and I've mm-hmm. seen it grow not just <clears throat> this year but this year has been by far one of the worst I've been in all parts of the country um, as you know we've just been really transient we have been travelers we are have been on a journey just my small microcosm family. We've just been, you know, all over the place. And people have been cold. Of course, there are cold people. But Mm -hmm. nothing like what I've witnessed in the last few years, and particularly this one. And it is so grievous, you know. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I even found myself the other day. Now, this was a situation where even though you would think, um, people who might not be so kind to one another generally because of the situation we were in that would provoke or promote at least gentility if not kindness and Uh I actually had finished a massage session and had come out of the room into the um, waiting area where someone else was waiting to go in and the therapist came out with me, and we were had been joking and laughing. And I looked at the next um, client, and I said hello. He didn't budge. I said hello. Um. I said hello. He didn't budge. And I said I, I was shocked, but it just came out. And I said in the same tone, in the same manner, so I know it wasn't me. I said. You know, I'm saying hello, and he's not responding. And so I said, oh, you're not friendly to them? And then he <laughs> broke, and he said hello. I couldn't wow. believe it, though. You know, really. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess where I'm going with that is not only was there this coldness that he wanted to, um, I don't know if he wanted to, but that he had extended, Um Sometimes maybe we just need to take a little more time. Now, you just you just don't know who you're going to come up against and you could get spit upon or whatever. But if we know better, then maybe we ought to be the ones to instead of coming into ourselves or ignoring the situation, and maybe just take another step or two or maybe even three, you know, and maybe, just maybe, it could start to catch. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And I give myself mm-hmm. no credit. I know that was the Lord. There's no way mm-hmm. in the world that that was me. In fact, that was my, from my recollection, I might have said something to someone in the past, but I don't think I have ever, I think that was my first time engaging with someone who was not responsive for that long. <laughs> um, well, you know, I will say this, that I, I too have experienced that, and I just hope and pray that I've never been one of those persons who didn't respond to a, a kind nod or not a friendly nod or, you know, a, an acknowledgement. Uh, I'm aware of people and I usually try to stay and be, a, keep aware of my surroundings, but people have said that the Pacific Northwest is very cold and we're not talking about temperature. We're talking about the, and climate. We're talking about people are just not friendly and they often compare the Pacific Northwest with friendliness that you would encounter if you were down south. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I don't know why that I happened. I, I, I don't know that that's fully true. I know people have said that to me over and over again as well, but because I have moved around a lot, I don't see a big difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't see a big mm-hmm. difference. In fact, I, and, and, and as I said initially, even though the coldness has been here, it's gotten much worse. Uh-huh, just gotten uh-huh. much worse, uh-huh. and I don't. And I think, just in talking to some friends back east, and you know, I was out east not that long ago. I think it's kind of basically the same. Now the Pacific Northwest could have a little degree or two more, and uh-huh. I I'm, and I'm sure it depends on who it is that's responding. I will have to say that in traveling on the plains, you know, taking flights, it does seem like more, um, the, the planes are more, are more full of um, a little more frigidness than, than going elsewhere when you're coming back into Seattle or maybe even leaving Seattle, but particularly uh-huh. coming back. Uh-huh. I don't see a huge difference in the different parts of the, of the country. I, I really don't. Because there's some very friendly people here, and look, you're one of them. Well, um, yeah. I, I, go ahead. I know a lot of them, and so I just think it's just changing overall. But again, I could be wrong. I don't know. Well, you know what? I wonder. Just I wonder if this is uh, the result of uh, the uh, the cell phone and access to. Uh, you know, the social media and everything and how people have resorted to communicating over the phone as opposed to uh, FaceTime. And, and, and I'm not talking about an app. I'm talking about a person, a one-on-one conversation. So yeah. I don't know. That's just, that's just something to consider. But I have traveled internationally, and I'm going to say mm-hmm. from the time that I started leaving the country in 2012 when I went to China all the way up until when I went to Egypt this, this spring, there's a market difference in people's responses when they ask you where you're from. They try to guess. Usually Americans sort of stand out, but there's a market difference in how people respond to Americans. I have personally felt that over the years from 2012. That's seven year. That's a seven year span. So mm-hmm. it's just different. The climate is different. I think the world climate is different. So People may be so uh, attuned to what's going on in their personal lives 
And a lot of it could be that there's so much going on. How do you sift through it? How do you sort through it? How do you find hope in such darkness that's going on right now uh, that that could have something to do with it? Because I know when I'm preoccupied, I may not be as engaging as I normally am. I try to always acknowledge people, though, and speak to people. And if I ask you how you're doing, I really want to know. But Things are just changing and time is going by quickly and it's just so much, so much. And this is why we're talking today. So let me say this. I Googled some of the top discussion topics for discussion before I, you know, went on air today. And there were several categories. And I had to stop and ask myself of these categories, which ones really do preoccupy my mind. But there was a business and economy category, a current affairs Social issues, you know, things that are impacting the general population, environment, social practices, so on and so forth. And then there was vacation destinies, entertainment, world religion, education, and school safety is a big thing. And then healthcare, and then some abstract topics. And I had to ask myself, of these topics, which ones really do crowd my mind? So current affairs would have to be one. And then social issues, particularly since the line of work that I'm in is dealing with social services, you know, when you look at opioid overdose, social practices, environmental issues, you know, homelessness, uh, so on and so forth, those are the things that sort of crowd my mind, and those are the types of things that I've been in discussion about. I mean, I go to community forums, I go to meetings, I go to coalitions, I patch in, I Skype in. And so that's what's going on. And then just out of personal interest, I've been paying attention to what's going on in the United States with our current administration. So when we get into these discussions, Zenobia, Mm -hmm. where would you say your information comes from. So you just talked about a personal account and what you've noticed, you know, so your information didn't have to come from anywhere because that was your personal experience, walking out and greeting this person and this person non being non-responsive to you. But if there's any of these topics that kind of get or on your mind and get you to thinking and talking, where does your information come from? Well, it where comes you- from... Certainly from my from myself, <clears throat> as uh-huh. you've indicated, but uh-huh. also um, this, a secondary the secondary source would just be through observation uh, okay. in terms of talking about what I just um, detailed. And uh-huh. to some degree, uh-huh. I think this, this situation that I'm talking about dovetails into one of the areas that you you know spoke about, which is social. Uh-huh. Um, and uh-huh. I know that people are um, weighed down. We are all weighed down with far too much information and far too many duties and responsibilities and just the pressures can just go on and on and on. And we have to find a way to relieve, relieve ourselves of that. But it would uh-huh. appear to me, and again, I don't want to take too much time on this, but it would appear to me that because of all of that, when you encounter some a, some friendliness that and when I encounter some friendliness that that is that's so refreshing that's so refreshing for me it is so refreshing that someone would take the time someone today I'm called in uh, with a customer service situation a couple of days ago and someone called me this morning 
to resolve that. And then this afternoon, someone called to resolve another. And I was just so grateful for them to, for even taking the time to call back because how many times do they call you back? Uh-huh. I don't have uh-huh. very many times that they have called me back. And then when you get right. a, a, a great customer service rep on the phone, I do my best to make sure that I either send a letter or an email or even ask for uh-huh. their upline right then and there because it is so unusual and it ought to be the norm <laughs> uh-huh. and so and and and, and, and I, so i think the fact that i can relate to it personally and then by you know step out of it and watch you not that i'm trying to watch you but i see things happen to you i see things happen to the woman down the street etc cetera, etc cetera. these should be times because there's just so much pressing that when these times come it just seems like it would be refreshing. And now, in terms of where do I get my information from in general, I get uh-huh. it from, the, from listening to the news, from watching the news, from reading the news, but I try not to indulge in the news too much. Now, you uh-huh. know, your audience doesn't know, but you know my background is journalism, so the propensity is to stay glued to the news. But over the years, I've learned to pull back from that. Number one, um, journalism has changed so much. Now it's mm-hmm. mostly gossip and and uh, theatrics and entertainment, uh, and you're not getting the full story. You have to, you can't just rely on a story. You have to look uh-huh. at other stories, and uh-huh. and and you have to think. You know, I don't need a journalist to tell me what you said. I heard what you said. So for me to hear what you say and then and, and, and then a journalist tell me something different, people have got to check themselves. If you have to read it again, if you have to go and re-listen to it again, do that and form your own conclusions. Um, another thing that happens, Facebook. Facebook is, has, I, I knew something was wrong with our last election. I mean, during our last election. I didn't uh-huh. realize how... But how how bad it was though in terms of outside influences taking uh-huh. over our media, turning uh, social issues into bigger than life. I mean, you know, of course, our men being murdered, uh, women being murdered, women being handcuffed, stepped on, kicked—that's horrific. But then uh-huh. it was happening in volumes greater than it was because it was being controlled by outside influences. Uh-huh. And so when I get stuff from someone, well, when I used to get stuff from someone, because I have pulled myself back into incognito on Facebook, when I used to get stuff from someone about, you know, look this up and do take this action, the first thing I would do is go to the urban legend to see if it was even true. None of it was uh-huh. true. I don't remember uh-huh. one of them being true. Uh-huh. You know, so we have to be careful that we don't get hooked up into the climate that we are presently in with all of this darkness and we and 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 the thing about it is they prey on this the the storylines prey on what we're already feeling what we already know to be true but then they build it up to be even bigger than what magnify it magnify it yes i'm getting ready to take a complete detour i love what you said i absolutely love what you said because i did watch the documentary on netflix on cambridge analytica and i was appalled at what all happened during the 
2016 elections and how it was accomplished. And it has everything to do with social media and so on and so forth. So thank you for touching on that. But the detour I'm getting ready to take is today I took a client of mine to go see Mr. Rogers. And oh. I wasn't sure what they were going to do with that movie. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it really was very nicely done. And it hit home. It really hit home. And there's a, a journalist that one of the main characters in the movie is a journalist. And he's dispatched to write an article uh, on Mr. Rogers. And so through that whole interaction, uh, healing and forgiveness comes about. It's very, 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 very nicely done. But there was a quote in the movie, and I was trying to get my little notepad in my purse, and it was dark, and I couldn't find a working pen. I think the quote in the movie was, our words can, the the words we say can heal the broken, heal the broken Mm -hmm. people or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. And it made me think of, Proverbs 1624, pleasant words are like honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. And then in 1 Thessalonians 511, it says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. So encouragement, even if words aren't spoken, a smile can be encouraging. Yes. A nod, an acknowledgement. It's like, I see you. I acknowledge you. And just those are the types of things that people, if, if, if everybody thought about the words they were saying, you know, spoken verbally, tweeted or whatever, if everybody thought about something that was positive and encouraging and building up each other, we would be living in different times. Yes, we would. Yes, we, we would be living in different times. And so it's just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. Zenobia, do you know we have about five minutes left? (laughs) (laughs) This is how we roll, isn't it? (laughs) There's one other other question I want us to kind of touch on if we can, and that is when we get into these discussions with family members, others outside of our home, people maybe within our own church body, I don't know, whatever the, the, the forum is, whatever the venue is, how difficult or easy is it for you, and I'm asking myself the same question, to interject the concept of a sovereign God to others when the participants who are talking uh, cause the, 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 the conversation to go down a path where you can tell that they don't believe that God is in control? Is it how easy is it? Or how, how difficult? Easy or difficult is it to interject the concept of a sovereign God, a sovereign God, uh, into some of these conversations that you overheard or you've been engaged in? I think it um, it can be both, as you know. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, when I think back on myself, I the times that I really rely on God to open the door for me to share, um, it's not always the easiest, but it certainly is the, I get the opportunity. Uh, real uh-huh. quickly, I was at the, the at a stand the other day and a gentleman uh, came up and I learned real quick from him that he had just lost his wife a few months ago and, and he was just so sad. And, you know, I stood there, I was really in a rush, but I was make I made myself uh, listen and stay with him. And uh-huh. I encouraged him. I said, do you ever 
uh, we, you know, after talking with him for a while, I asked did he ever read his Bible, and he said that uh-huh. he did. And so uh-huh. then I asked him a few other questions, learning that he was very mad at God, but I still was able to say to him that God did not cause his wife to die. It was a terrible uh-huh. medical situation. He learned uh-huh. one minute she was fine, ten minutes later she was dead. So he's uh-huh. really mad at said, you should let God know that you're mad at him. He says, I uh-huh. am. I mean, God, God just gave me the real opportunity, not so much that we, that from where I saw that we could get, that we got anywhere, but I know God used that. Uh-huh. I know God assigned me at that place, at that time for that man. And so when we rely on God, I, uh-huh. that's when I see, no matter how it goes, that I'm not trying to, no one, whomever it is that's speaking on God's behalf is trying to do it in and of ourselves. But we ask God to take full control of the situation, even when we're in the midst of the situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. Well, I'm going to read a scripture real quickly, and then I think I'm going to have to close out. But in okay. 1 Peter 2... In 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1-4, through 4, it says, I urge then... First of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people. Verse 2 says, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. Verse 3 says, this is good and pleases God, our Savior. Verse 4 says, who wants all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. And with that... Gosh, Z, thank you. Thank you for being in the studio with me today. And I'm going to have to say, may God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. We'll talk again in a couple of weeks. You want to say bye, Z? Goodbye, everyone. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 